You're listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at Film at Lincoln Center. Today we're sharing a conversation from the 57th New York Film Festival premiere of Pedro Costa's masterful new drama, Vitalina Varela. Opening this Friday, exclusively here at Film at Lincoln Center, the film follows a Cape Verdean woman who returns to Fontanas for her husband's funeral after being separated for decades. The grief of the present and the ghost of the past commingle in Costa's ravishing film, which might be this director's most visually extraordinary work. Let's go now to the conversation, moderated by Kent Jones. Pedro, I was really interested in hearing from you about the pathway for you in your work, in your life, um, from horse money to making this film. Yeah, now it seems... It's yeah. For me, it's okay, but to get the money, they say it's always the same thing. That's right. So I feel <laughs> always the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I've been working with this, this group of people and actors and people that help for a long time, a long time now. And... Um, <clears throat> so it's um, my um, it's nice it's it's nice because it's my ideas with it's not only my ideas or my desires it's always a little bit you know my desire is tempered by their desire their so I'm not really a, a guy who comes with a, a story or a, and directions, and it's very risky, as you might imagine. It's very risky always. It's very scary. Um, we have to do it in a sort of uh, in a, um, strange economy. It's films that are very long they, they take a very long time to to shoot but shooting preparing it's preparing shooting everything's the same i mean preparation and the take or the preparation to do a take or a rehearsal and the final <clears throat> scene it's very ambiguous now um, what, do you, what do you mean? The proper. I always I have this idea. I have this idea, even if I don't. It's something very that you might not associate with this my films, or. But sometimes I think about Andy Warhol, which I really, really like. <clears throat> it's very strange. Everything says, "Do not like him," but I do like him. <laughs> Actually, I think the same thing as Langlois, you know, wrote a beautiful text about Henri Langlois, who's a very important person, wrote a very nice text about Andy Warhol and Godard. <coughs> and in this text, I, I re always remember, he says, Godard and Warhol are the two guys that uh, taught us how not to make films. I mean, a certain economy, a certain way of living, a certain 
it's risky business, let's yeah. say, in a way, more for Godard than Warhol, perhaps. But but in Warhol, I sense the same um, kind of um, um, gravity, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that. Uh, mundane, do you say mundane? Mundane, mundane. Yeah. It's not that, it's not just the, well, actually Warhol, the, the filmmaker, is not at all known. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows Warhol. Everybody, it's, it's no one sees see the, the films. films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And people leave the theaters because it's boring, etc., etc. So, but <clears throat> the reality of those films, the reality that he, that he, he dealt with is very, very moving to me, <clears throat> and I see, um, I see perhaps something in the method or the, the way in certain films that, uh, especially one film I saw called uh, Beauty Number no. Two, yes, which is an amazing film, where you are seeing the preparation or the of something that can become a film and is directing the actress and the actor and then the film is over. <clears throat> so it's a preparation for something that is a film already and and I'm doing more or less the same thing. I think I'm we're beginning with um, yeah, beginning with this desire of doing something, mm -hmm. something from their lives, the yes. life of Vitalina in this case, and, and then a long, long work starts, which is very close to, because I have, a, well, I managed, or I don't know how, really, I have time on my side a yes. little bit, because I, this, these films are actually Horse Money, which is the film before, and this one, were made, were I, uh, the financing of it, I, I managed to balance the two. So, so I, I put money from a little the, bit, the, 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 the people that gave me money to horse money. Into uh, the next yeah, project, you rolled I it over. Yeah. Tried to blend together, so when I finished, I was already trying to start this one but anyway it's always two years three years mm -hmm. because i need that uh, vitalina the people i especially the actors need that um, we need to go to very very dangerous places mm -hmm. i don't know very mm -hmm. it's it's difficult it's difficult work dangerous places in reality dangerous <coughs> places Emotionally, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and to to create it as a kind of a a film that really comes out of the night is that uh, you know is that something that I didn't think about that at the beginning. Yeah, but it, when I met Vitalina, she told me I've I've been living in this house, closed in this house forever. It seems to me for. <clears throat> And she never went out except at night. She yes. was afraid, uh, not wanted a little bit. Uh, 
She was the widow of this guy that probably, probably not certainly had another family, yeah. another wife, another mm -hmm. woman, wife. So she was ashamed, um, angry, ashamed, and so. Well, night night seemed the proper proper uh, time to to think and to work and to shoot it actually mm -hmm. but um, so that was another heavy element of this film yeah. because well <clears throat> um, I mean I would imagine that arriving at how the light works in any given scene must be a length a long process that's between yeah. you and mm. whoever's emerging from yeah. the shadows and how they're emerging and what you're seeing at what point and the the, mo the pace of the movement yeah i think you have to be you have to be aware of a certain we really want to do the films, as you know, we want to do these films, we... So, at, there is a, a certain, yeah, there's something to do with light, the, the incandescence, incandescence, do you yeah. say that? Yes. Of a face, for yes. instance. I think it comes from not only the light we work, a lot, but for from our desire, from our attention, for our care, mm -hmm. from, you know, we. Uh, I was with her so. I'm. I'm I think I was so close to her that <clears throat> this became light. This this mm -hmm. desire became light. Of course, there's the technical and well, that can can become artistical aspect of the light and the camera etc but it, i think it's we should all you me all filmmakers should 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 have this uh, desire when making a film and this is a big part of what we call light yeah it's not only light it's right it's a desire to make the film yeah if it's real it will show up with this incandescence, yes. with this, with this. Um, yeah, you're seeing it. It's not just an idea yeah, yeah. of a film. Yeah, yeah. Then you, if you have time, if you, if you, if you have the right people, if, if you're in a, you know, you can work it. It's. I've always saying that with this digital stuff, it's much more difficult to work than in. So sometimes I'm a bit angry with my colleagues, filmmakers that say. Oh, digital is very easy. Mm -hmm. It's the contrary. Mm. It's the absolute contrary. I've been doing this for years and years. And I have the feeling that every film takes me even more because it's digital. You know, mm. it's, it's just to go around the obstacles and the, yeah. the bad things in digital. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, you know, you shouldn't give up. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, well. Can you open it up to the audience for some questions? Yes. 
There should be a microphone. Ricky Rohr. Uh, Ricky Rohr. Um, Pedro, it's an extraordinary um, masterwork visually. It reminded me of the mirrors and the darkness. It's the visuals I will never forget. And it's interesting to hear that Vit Vitalina's story was rendered. Is there, was there a larger immigrant story you were telling and how hard their life is and living in the darkness and then this oppressed thing? And then one other question about when we first see light, um, when we start to dig the grave and then in the graveyard scene, if you would talk about your decision to bring light in. Um, Daylight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the films evolve a lot. They start with, I don't remember the beginnings, never because we live so, in, it's so intense, so intense, so never stops. It's like Kent was saying, it's, it's, um, it's stupid to say that our lives and the films are mixed a little bit, not in the romantic, uh, you know, I have a lot of work to do. It's not, um, we have a lot of work to do. Meanwhile, not only the shooting and thinking about film and we have a lot other stuff to do. <clears throat> because I've been there for a long time and, and it has become a part of my life, of my work, not only to do the films, but to do other stuff. I mean, and so it always, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting work. <laughs> so I'm very interested in how they live, what's wrong, what's, how's it changing. Um, and I know the place I've been, since the beginning, since I've, I've seen all the changes, I've recorded the changes. I've, we have now a sort of archive of what's been happening to them. And them, these people are a part of my country. Or, well, they are the best part of my country, actually. Um, so the, in the beginning, I think there is always, uh, it's, it's bigger, it's bigger, it's, it's more choral, it's more, there's more people. With Vitalina, I don't know what happened. It happened something that <clears throat> brought us, me and the crew, well, the crew is four, we are four, as you saw. And it's okay now, four, it's the good number, I think. There's no discussions, there's no bullshit. And if, when you don't have bullshit in the crew, you don't have bullshit in the film, which is great. And I think this film is more or less immune to bullshit sometimes. <laughs> in a way, not, not always, but I'm not happy with certain things, but... But that doesn't mean that they're, that they're bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you now you know what I mean, it you... Yeah. It, but I work with a very, very strict, very Spartan economy. I mean, 
You know, it's difficult to finance films like this, of course, and it's difficult to finance a guy who's been doing this film forever. <clears throat> because every TV every will say it's the same thing, it's the same story, it's the same... Anyway, <clears throat> the idea is to be bigger and larger, etc., etc. Bigger in the sense to be... But I, I was so, yeah, fascinated and in love and, and interested. And, and I saw what Vitalina could, could do, because she was so interested in the work, you know, not only in telling her story, but telling her story in the film with the mean, with cinema. And, and being with her day by day with the camera and, uh, and the microphone and, and rehearsing and you know, deciding on a text, it's, it's, it's very interesting work for someone who's, who's not, who had no experience at all. It's a, it's a kind of work that, that uh, for me is priceless because, no, and I don't see many people doing it. I mean, this way in a very, you know, sometimes it's, it doesn't go anywhere or it's just, you know, a secondary thing, but, but to bring, bring, um, not bring, but to work properly, I think, with people that are not actors, and um, it it had a place in in cinema once. I mean, Jean Rouge, Rossellini, Straub, Godard, sometimes, uh, lots of people. And now it seems a bit, uh, it's this strange thing of documentary fiction that everybody talks about and writes about and it's not very serious. But it's not really, well, I don't know if this is fiction or documentary because everything is real, real in the sense that all the texts come from Vitalina. I just organize, cut, condense, um, um, but she writes it, uh, writes it. We don't write anything, we you memorize, we, yeah. it's, we decide on this um, oral <coughs> work. And so it, each take, each scene is 10 times longer than what you saw. Mm. And the work is to reduce, anyway, the work in film, as you know, is to get it shorter and shorter and shorter. And, hmm. and I think also, Ricky was wondering about the emergence of daylight yeah. at the end of the film, uh, which... Uh, it's not exactly the cemetery and the scene in the cemetery, which is, um, I wouldn't say inevitable or we could have passed over that. But the scene in the last shot, it's a shot I shot in, in Cabo Verde, in her um, village. It's her house. It's the house, I don't know if the film, <clears throat> the film is a bit complicated. And <laughs> but there's a shot where she talks about the house she's, she, she um, built with the husband. She says, that house was really great. 
and we worked for 45 days, etc. That's the house you see in the end. I knew the house existed. So one day, a bit impulsively, I, I thought we should, we should go there. And we went, the three of us, and, and we shot. Actually, it's the daughter and son of Vitalina working in the, in the house. <clears throat> um, but I, I don't know, I think we could, I could have left, <clears throat> we could have left Vitalino closed in the house forever. But after all this year and a half, two years of work, I thought she deserved this shot, I don't know. If, I'm not very happy with the shot, actually. Really? <laughs> no? no, I think it should be. But then if it was too, too wide, you wouldn't have caught it, perhaps. I don't know. But well, anyway, it's, uh, it's emotional in this case. It's, it's very sentimental, Senti not emotional, sentimental. But which shot isn't <laughs> right? <laughs> But you also said that Vitalina is very happy with the film. Which She's is very great. happy with the film, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the, it's like if I was, you know, it's like it's for her, absolutely. Um, it's for a lot of women like her. Actually, it's, it's for my mother. It's for, for women, I think. I think, no, I'm sure, but... So, yeah, it's, it's a film that I was more afraid of because I've made films with women or girls, and, but girls are more, Vitaline is different, She's, <laughs> it's scarier and in the sense that but it's always the same problem. It's a cinematic problem. And where do you put a camera in front of a person like this? Mm -hmm. And so you, I take months, months and months and months and months till I think I find a place. And sometimes I'm not happy because I got I get it wrong. And I think and but well. The difference between getting it right and wrong is just a matter, it's the attention that you're bringing to every single moment that makes... Uh, yeah, but you know, it's very... Sometimes you get it wrong and you don't have the time to get it right. right yes. Because our yeah. business is very... You know, you have to move on, move on. Even if you come back, it's not the same thing, you know. If you mm. want to redo the scene, it's not the same. And so... So you really have to be precise in this job. Um, mm. And to be precise, nowadays it costs a lot of, to some people costs a lot of money, to us costs blood and sweat and tears. Yeah. And, yes. and to Vitalina it costs a lot because she's in front of the camera. And mm. I'm always saying this, this, this work in cinema is good because for me it's interesting because I'm searching for something and she's searching for perhaps not the same thing, but at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, and you can feel that. 
if, the, if there's a balance bet before and uh, behind and, and and front of the camera, it you can I think it's about the balance too. Yeah, that's the right balance. It's the balance between you and her, and it really is a real yeah. gesture of love and honor. And, and I have to just say a small thing about Ventura, who is a great friend, and I think he does a wonderful yeah. professional <laughs> actor's job in this film. Yeah. It's not a film about him or with him, but he he was really great and supportive and 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 the best actor I could ever dream of. Um, we have to move out for the, to clear the house for the next show, but I... You've been listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Film at Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City and supported by individuals just like you. For 50 years, we've been dedicated to supporting the art and elevating the craft of cinema and enriching film culture through the programming of festivals, series, retrospectives, and new releases. The publication of Film Comment, the presentation of podcasts, talks, and special events, the creation and implementation of artist initiatives, and our film and education curriculum and screenings. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. That's F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C dot org.